Welcome to the Be Still My Soul podcast. This is Pastor Ray Brandon, engaging the church in encouragement from the Word of God. We are in Unit 18, Session 4, Daily Study 2, reading from Malachi chapter 2, verses 1 through 17. In Northbridge, we teach some core principles of Bible study. There's eight of them, and we equip our small group leaders with these core principles as well as um, our now our pod leaders, um, those that because of, of COVID, we've made our small group scalable so that we can continue meeting on a regular basis, even if we can't get together in groups or perhaps someone for some reason is not able to meet um, and they've got a Bible study leader. Um, so for some groups, we've implemented that and others that's, um, that is being implemented um, even as I speak, so that we can maintain those connections that are necessary to keep us encouraged and in, in God's word. Uh, relationships are important. Uh, we, we're living in a, um, an isolated and disconnected age, and podcasts are helpful. YouTube is, is helpful, and getting content and reading is, is helpful, uh, but we need those relationships that we call church to, to really be together and to learn God's word. Along with that is a, an understanding of how to study God's Word. So we're going to look at one principle today, or at least um, uh, discuss and mention one principle, but we have eight of them. Biblical theology is one of the principles, so we're looking at the book of Malachi, and you could think about and ask, uh, how does this relate to the theology of the whole book of the Bible? Um, what's missing if Malachi isn't here? And what are the themes in the book of Malachi that help develop the story of God through the Word of God. When we read a book, you want to find the main idea and intended response. That's another core principle. Um, what is the author saying, and what does he intend the readers to do as a result of the writing of the Scripture? And along with this is staying on the, on the line. So we want to say what the Scripture says. Uh, we don't want to add to it. That's reading um, above the line. Uh, we don't want to take away from it that's reading below the line, but rather we want to stay on the line. And along with that goes traveling instructions. So we don't just get right to the meaning of a passage by saying, what does this mean to me? Rather, we have to look at what did the author intend and how did the hearers, the recipients, how did they receive or hear the word? And so traveling instructions is really important. We've got to go back. We've got to look at who the author was and what was the intent as best we can from the text of Scripture. What does the actual book say about these kinds of things? Um, so that is um, sometimes things outside the text are helpful, but they are not necessary. So, you know, you could have an archaeological find or a historical context that will shade the meaning of the text. In other words, it'll make it the, the meaning brighter, um, but it doesn't change the color. It doesn't change the actual meaning. And so traveling instructions are really Im important. Along with that, our text and framework, we bring our own understanding to the text, and we lay that over the text. We can't help that, and we're going to do um, some of that, and we have to allow the text to address our own framework as modern people. Um, that is so very important. We've got to, uh, to adjust our framework 
as the text calls us to adjust our framework. That's why we read the Word of God together and study the Word of God together. That's why people who study their Bible alone and in isolation without others um, are beholden simply to their own framework. And so something happens when the text is read in community. We can be corrected, and people can point out our correction. Um, We can be corrected right from the text and realize, oh, this is what I thought, but that's not really what the text says. Um, Another is genre. We're in the book of Malachi. Malachi is a particular kind of writing. It's an oracle. Um, That's different than narrative or poetry. Um, so we have all of these different kinds of, of, of genres, and we need to know what we are reading because we're going to approach genres differently. Then there's asking good questions. So we need to get at the what questions. You know, m- what's happening in the passage? Um, who is this in the passage? Where and when? But there's some deeper questions that are the good questions of the text, the rich questions of the text, and that is the why and the how. And so we want to allow those surface questions of what and when and where and who to drive the deeper questions, to drive down deeper to why did this action take place? How did this action take place? And, and it's then when we ask these good questions of the text that we can begin to see some things happening in the text. And we get really curious and, and things start to pop out that we've never seen before when we learn to ask good questions of the text. The final is structure. Structure. And so structure um, is, is it, uh, the main points that drive the message of the text. The main points that drive the message of the text. And so what we see in Malachi is there's two main pillars that the message now moves across and everything in the book makes connections with. Um, The first is chapter one, and that is broken relationships or indictments about God because of how Israel broke the relationship they had with God. And then chapters two through four are solutions to broken relationships or answers to the indictments. Here's now how you restore your relationship. And so we're in Malachi chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, and it begins with the first indictment. There's actually um, eight of these directives. Uh, it's probably a better word. There's eight of these directives for restoring or solutions to, to relationships. And I just want to look at verses 1 and 2 because it addresses something in, in our heart in the process. It says, now and now... O priests, this command is for you. Um, I think that verse is so important because it starts right at the top. It starts with the priests who are the leaders of worship. It really gets at the crux of what is broken here. It is worship that is broken, worship of God. And the leaders of the worship, the priests, are being addressed because they are the ones that are supposed to set order to worship. And he says, if you will not listen, oh, what's, what's broken? You know, what is broken is the fact that they are not listening. If you will not listen, we need to have our ears open to God's word. Um, let me ask you, are you in your family, in your home life, are you feasting on the word of God? Um, fathers, um, they are to be the spiritual leaders, the, the pastors, the priests of their home. And let me ask you, dads, are, are you the one that is giving spiritual direction to your home? 
uh, there, there's a pattern, and we're, we're studying this in uh, 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. And there's a pattern laid out by God in creation that men have particular responsibilities um, within creation, and that is to lead homes and to lead worship. And we see that all through Scripture. Now, the modern world wants to indict that as um, evil or corrupt patriarchy. But what we actually see is we see a, the goodness of God in that. Um, we see that God is good creating these roles in men and women with equality, but yet particular roles. And what we see around us is a world that is fighting furiously against it. Um, but he says, if you will not listen, and so we need to listen. Where do we listen? Well, primarily it's in, in, in the worship of God in our assembly in church. Um, that is the center from which everything flows, and then our home worship flows out of out of that because it says if you will not take it to heart, right? If you're not listening to the teaching of the word of God and you're taking it to heart, you know, what, what does that mean? Think about that phrase because it's repeated. Um, the end of verse 2, you do not lay it to heart. It says because you have not, you do not lay it to heart. You, you really haven't taken this seriously. You haven't engaged your heart in this. You haven't engaged your heart in a way that will bring about change. And what is the problem? It's the next phrase. If you will not take it to heart to give honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts, then I will send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings indeed I have already cursed them because you do not lay it to heart. And then you'll have to read verse 3. And the language of the scriptures is graphic. What is God going to do if you do not take it to heart? It is shameful. It's shameful. It involves the household. Notice that the language there in, in scripture, if we will not listen what happens to our homes, what happens to our lives, what happens to the blessing of God because we are not willing to give honor to his name. Um, there's a second directive, and you can look at, at that beginning in verse 7. So this goes all the way down, and um, it goes all the way down um, to verse um, 4, and then there's a new directive that begins at verse 5, and, and this is part of the structure and the, the directive is found in verse 7, that the priests should guard knowledge, right? So that the priests should guard, guard knowledge. I'm going a little longer today. Um, and uh, here, here is what the role of the priests uh, are to do. Um, they are to speak the truth, guard knowledge. And people should seek instruction from his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. So who were the people not listening to? They weren't listening to the priests and what the priests were doing. They weren't teaching the truth. They weren't guarding the truth. That ought to say volumes and speak volumes about why and where we go to church. We ought to go to church, and the main reason is because those that preach preach the truth of God's word. Listen, if they're not preaching God's word, then you need to go somewhere else. Why? 
so that in your household you will listen and you will take it to heart and give honor to God's name. Um, this is why we worship. This is why the relationship in Israel was broken. It's directly related um, to their worship, worship on the Lord's Day and what they were doing in their homes with that worship. Um, they, they weren't taking it to heart. They went through Sunday. It really didn't m mean anything. They moved on, and they moved on to something else, and they never paused. Um, they never stopped. They never wondered and were in awe of who God is. They never listened. They didn't take it to heart. And their instructors didn't tell the truth. Oh, may we honor God and give honor to his name.